What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to the City Boy Rock Podcast. This week, Vincent and I are going to cover everything that happened in week three of the NFL season. We're going to talk about the Chargers um, just getting boat raced by the Jaguars. We're going to get into the Chiefs and their first loss of the season to the Colts. Um, we're going to cover the Cowboys uh, win on Monday night. And as always, there's going to be some commie talk. Um, it was a disappointing week, but um, I'm pretty much used to that at this point. Um, but yeah, this was a great episode. There was a lot to talk about in week three. Here we go. What is going on, Stray? How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Doing as good as I can after that horrid week three. Stray didn't have a great week. Hey, I'm doing okay, man. I'm doing okay. My team uh, they got smacked pretty bad by uh, Trevor Lawrence out there. So I thought they won last night. What do you mean? Nah, nah. That's uh, the Cowboys won last night. I don't know who likes the Cowboys here, but uh, yeah, they won last night. They look pretty good. But uh, yeah, no, my team got whooped on Sunday. Um but yeah, it was a rough, it was a rough weekend, bro. All my fantasy fantasy teams lost. I lost every single game, every single league I was in, bro. So I can make some. I won out. all my leagues, bro. Well, congratulations. All right, um, we're gonna kick this thing off by first talking about the Rodgers versus Brady dud. We all were expecting something. I mean, I expected, I didn't expect this low scoring type of game. Um, after the first two drives, I thought we were gonna get like a decent like 27-24 game, but you know. We ended up with a 14-12. It got it got heated at the end, but um, other than that, that game was kind of boring. Uh, I think these two teams played to their strengths. Uh, these two teams are very great defenses. The Buccaneers have a top five defense. The Packers top ten, I would say. Um, very pedestrian performances by both quarterbacks. Uh, we had Brady thrown for 270 yards and a touchdown. And you had Rodgers 255 yards, two touchdowns and a pick, and both offenses just couldn't get going. I mean. Uh, the Packers tried to do the ground and pound game. Didn't work at all. I mean, they had 24 carries for 68 yards. It was uh, it was just not a very memorable game by stand, by any standards by these two. I mean, they had some pretty good duels in the past. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to start off by saying um, the Buccaneers, I feel so bad for Tom Brady. I don't know why he came back. Uh, it's not his fault Mike Evans got suspended. It's not his fault that um, – it's not his fault that uh, Chris Godwin – uh, pulled a hammy, and now he's throwing out to Bristad Perriman, Russell Gage, and Cole Beasley. But, uh, yeah, the Buccaneers' offense looks pretty putrid right now. I don't think – I mean, last week they played um, – last week the Buccaneers were playing against the Saints. They were struggling. They, they barely cracked 20 points. The first week they played the Cowboys. And I, I think this offense is uh, teetering a little bit. Um, it just looks very, very, like – Pedestrian, I would say. With all these, I mean, they don't have weapons right now, but uh, you have Tom Brady back there. Leonard Fournette couldn't really get going. Um, Brady is just looking for somebody to make a play, and I just feel like that's not happening for him right now. Um, I think for sure, one thousand percent, this will be Brady's last season. I don't think he has much left in the tank. I'm not saying he's playing bad. I'm just saying, you know, it's just it's. This isn't the last dance that we were all expecting mm -hmm. from Tom Brady. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is not what I was expecting. I think this is – we're not seeing – I don't want to call it regression, but he is not looking the same as he used to. I don't know if it's because of the the stuff that's going on, going on back home with Giselle and the family. But, uh, yeah, Brady's not looking too good. Um, on, on the flip side, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he did what he needed to do. But, I mean, very pedestrian performance on him. He threw a – I mean, he threw a pretty bad pick um, in the third quarter. And uh, I think, I, I mean, maybe both these quarterbacks, are they hitting? I, are they on the decline? Who knows? Uh, I think the, the Packers are a good team. But I think this game ultimately shows that the NFC is wide open, bro. Like, these are two, one of the, or two, one, two of the top teams in the NFC, and, and they don't look very convincing at all. Um, I will say Romeo Dobbs stepped up to the plate. He looks like a very good weapon for Rodgers. Um, but other than that, I mean, there's just nothing really to talk about in this game. Uh, I will say the turnovers that the Buccaneers had, two crucial turnovers, um, two fumbles lost. I think one of them was in, like, the Packers' 20-yard line, so that could have changed a lot. And at the end of the game, I mean, that fourth down, uh, that delay of game, I, you know, I don't even know what to say about that. Um, but it was – yeah, it was just – it was. It is what it is, man. So uh, that's what I have to say about this game. But very, 
uh, disappointing game by both teams, I would say. Yeah, uh, I think all of our like score predictions were pretty low because of just the level of defense and then obviously Brady not having his top three targets. But yeah, it was like your classic defensive battle. Rodgers had two drives in the first first half that were um, touchdowns and they were on their way for a third and Vita Vea made like an amazing play in coverage at the goal line, uh, made Aaron Jones cough it up. And after that, we didn't see much from the Packers offense besides that last drive, which was should have, they should have got a field goal out of and um, they, they had to take a sack and got pushed back and they're out of field goal range. Um, so yeah, it was just back and forth defense for the most part, pretty ugly game. Brady couldn't really get anything going with his targets outside of Russell, Russell Gage in that two minute. Um, but yeah, I think those turnovers were really costly because um, I felt like the Bucks offense was kind of getting some momentum and um, the Perriman one, especially like at the end of the half, they were driving, could have gotten a field goal or something and just cost it up. So just very untimely turnovers. Um, and um, yeah, it wasn't your, you know, typical GOAT QB, you know, game that you see. Um, it was um, it was pretty pedestrian on both ends offensively. Um, both teams couldn't get the run game going. I think it just both of these teams have such high level of defenses. The talent on each side um, defensively is just off the charts, even with no Jair on uh, for the Packers. It's just um, both teams, I feel like, are going to be top seven, top five defenses. And um, that's how they're probably going to win most of their games, given the circumstances with no Devontae Adams anymore on the Packers and the health of the Bucks receivers and no Gronk and stuff. So, I mean, the last drive, I thought Brady was going to drive down. Like, I had no doubt in my mind, regardless of how they were playing the whole game, that he was going to drive down and put them in position to win. And they were in position to win. Unfortunate, the clock ran out. Um, uh, the play clock ran out. Um, we were we were going on Kyler and Cliff uh, for making that mistake last week. So Brady deserves um, Brady and the coaching staff deserve a little blame uh, for not getting that playoff. Um, and obviously, he really didn't have any chance from the seven yard line. Uh, that play was pretty much doomed from the start. So yeah, I. I, I still think these teams are the tops of the NFC. I think they will get better as the season goes on, um, but wasn't too impressed by either side, especially offensively. Yeah. Um, moving on now to the one o'clock window. We got to talk about Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens taking on the New England Patriots. Uh, let me just say Lamar Jackson deserves – give him blank tech, bro. Just give him blank tech at this point. Um, he is balling out of his mind. He, I think he's a front runner through three weeks for the MVP. Um, he's playing amazing, bro. He is playing absolutely amazing. I haven't seen him play this well um, ever, even including his MVP year. Um, he's playing like spectacular. Um, like I said, there's J.K. Dobbins came back, but he didn't really have much of an impact. It was all Lamar Jackson, another 100 yards on the ground for him and a touchdown. He had five total touchdowns, um, four passing, one on the ground. And I think – I mean, he has 12 touchdowns within, I think, is it three games? 12 touchdowns, 10 passing, two rushing. So if you have no fantasy, I mean, he's a monster right now. Um, and then in terms of the the uh, Patriots defense, or the Ravens defense, bro, I think they're going to be in a lot of shootouts this year, is what I'm going to say. They were letting Mac Jones play pretty well. He did throw three picks, three pretty bad picks. But, I mean, they were moving the ball pretty easily. The ground game uh, for, the, for the Patriots was working. Mondra Stevenson at 70 yards. Damon Harris at 40 yards. Uh, three rushing touchdowns. Devontae Parker was getting some great catches. Um, and I think this game, I mean, they had a chance to win the game until Nelson Aguilar fumbled the ball after a huge catch. So I just think, uh, yeah, the Ravens are looking good, but I, I still have a little worries about the defense, which is usually not the issue for the Ravens. But, uh, yeah, that ish, that defense is uh, looking a little, a little skeptical. Um, but, yeah, like Lamar Jackson. He is going to be MVP this year if he keeps this up. Yeah, the the secondary is definitely an issue. We thought they figured it out after last year, but it just feels like they just get outplayed completely. Like it's either a guy mossing them or a guy running by them. Um, there's really no in between uh, with the Ravens defense. Um, 
I mean, they got Marcus Williams, so I thought that would show up the back end, but it just seems like their corners outside of Marlon Humphrey um, don't really make that many plays or they get beat a lot. They, As we know, Marcus Peters, he loves to cheat, and he's that Trayvon Diggs type. He's looking for interceptions, but he can get beat over the top. And he's coming off an ACL. So, uh, yeah, I am kind of concerned about the defense, but when you have a guy like Lamar, on the other side, who I think right now, I mean, the MVP talks are already starting. He is the front runner. Um, he leads the league in touchdowns, fourth in the league in rushing yards. It just looks like he's unstoppable right now. He deserves any penny. He he deserves every single penny that he asked for, um, especially since Russell Wilson. I mean, he got paid this much, and look at how he's playing. Look at Lamar, man. Um, he's just been so consistent. He's always been a winner, and um, I think he just continues to get better and better. Um, doesn't have the best receivers, doesn't have the best O-line, but it doesn't matter. He still he still gets the ball in the end zone. Um, Rashad Bateman, um, he's looked good so far this season. Devin Duvernay has been making some tough catches, and obviously Mark Andrews is just your all-reliable, um, one of the best tight ends in the league. Um, hopefully they can get the running game going with Dobbins coming back. And I think Gus Edwards is going to come back soon. Um, but they're looking really good outside of their secondary because uh, it's you can't be letting Devontae Parker do that to you, man. Come on. <laughs> no cap. Um, and uh, prayers are for Mac Jones, high ankle sprain. He looked like he was in a lot of pain. But uh, I think the Patriots will be fine with Brian Hoare. You know Brian Hoare knows that system as well as any quarterback in the league, man. So. Yeah, shout out to the um Bill Belichick. I think he'll, I think he'll pull off a couple wins. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, well, or six and eleven. Moving on to the next game, the one o'clock window. We got to talk about the Buffalo Bills heading down Miami, play the Dolphins. Um, and this game did not. Well, we had so many heads coming in from Buffalo. You saw the Twitter post, bro. Bills Mafia took over Miami, just to walk out with an L. Bro, this game, if you give you the stats for the Bills and the Dolphins, you would it was a blowout. The Bills five hundred yards two hundred twelve. Um no great they had a more yards than the Dolphins forty one passing game, three hundred eighty yards, 171. 31 first downs. They were eleven of eighteen on third down and two of three on fourth down, and they still somehow lost, bro. They had one punt the entire game. And I think the only I mean, I gotta say, Mike McDaniel, bro, this guy doesn't. I he's just he's just different as a coach. Mm-hmm. He was able to rally his team while they're getting manhandled. Because let, let's be honest here, Buffalo was the better team today, or on Sunday, and they still lost the game. Um, I think there was a, a time in the game when the Buffalo Bills had the ball for 28 straight minutes of game time, and the Miami Dolphins literally just yeah, it was bad. Um, Tua got rocked early in the game. He came back, and I mean, I don't know. I, he looked like he was concussed, bro. He got up and was like stumbling across the field. So, uh, the NFL is investigating that because I believe, um, yeah, I think, uh, I think there's something, something happened there. We don't know what happened, but I think the game, uh, pretty much came down to honestly, I don't even know how to explain this game, bro. There's no reason to go so long. Red zone offense, the red zone offense was terrible. They had a, a late fourth down or First and uh, goal to goal situation, they couldn't convert that, and they get a lucky break with uh, the Dolphins kicking into the uh, his own teammates. But that comes to safety, so all they need to do is drive down the field and kick a field goal to win, and they couldn't do that. The Miami defense stepped up in the last second, but I mean Josh Allen played great, 400 yards, two touchdowns. He was moving the ball just fine, and they just couldn't close out the game. Um, I think also had to do with the weather in Miami. I mean, it was hot down there. I saw people were just like. Catching their breath. I mean, it's Miami. Miami in September. Um, cramping. Diggs was cramping. Yeah, Diggs was cramping. And I don't know. It's just – it was a weird game. Um, Tua didn't take throw to Jalen Waddle, and I think that got him a touch. Um, other – very – I can't really describe it. <laughs> I really can't describe it. So, yeah. Um, Miami pulled off the win. They're one of the two teams that are still defeated in the NFL right now. But I think Buffalo, I think we're going to – I think I think this game proved that they're gonna end up winning this division, bro. Yeah, I mean, just such a weird game. They ran the defense for the Dolphins was on the field for ninety plays, and the Bills only scored seventeen points uh, or nineteen. It was forty to twenty. 
10 possession, bro. Just know that. 40 to exactly. 50. Like, that's yeah. insane, bro. Um, I mean, it, I, I still think the Bills are going to be the better team. They are the better team. They were missing a lot of pieces in the secondary, and they still played fairly good defense, obviously. Um, they got that huge throw on third and 22 to Jalen Waddle, which is inexcusable. But, I, I mean, they're going to get these guys back, um, except for Micah Hyde, at least, um, who's out for the season with the neck injury. But they didn't have their captain on defense, Jordan Poyer, as well. Um, so once they get those guys back, once they get Trey White back, um, I think they'll be fine. Um, I feel like they really need to, like, commit to the run outside of Josh Allen. I know their running backs aren't that good, um, but – you can't have this man throwing 63 times, bro. Like, it's not sustainable. Um, and the fact that he runs the, has to run the ball uh, on design runs and often leads their team to rushing as well, he's just going to get worn out. No matter how big he is, he's 6'5", he's going to get worn out, and um, it's going to hurt towards the end of the season. And, and it's just going to shorten his career um, as you go with all those hits he's taking, all those throws he's making. Um so, yeah, I think they need to find a nice balance in the run game. I, Zach Moss had a, a huge run. I f- feel like they got to just try out the three running backs they have and see what they can do because um, it just feels like they're so dependent on him and um, he has to have a great game for them to, to win. Um, at times, if their defense is not, like, taking over the game, would take turnovers and stuff. And um, – yeah, I think in the end, it was just a really weird game. Gabriel Davis didn't get that many targets. Stephon Diggs was coming in and out of the game with cramps. Um, so overall, I mean, Miami, it's a weird place, man. We know what Belichick has gone through in Miami. Um, so um, I'm not surprised that this happened. Um, but um, got to give credit to the Dolphins, man. They have a good game plan. They can win in many ways. And their defense, I mean, it doesn't feel like it's taken a step. Ben, it was Ben, but don't break to the max. Yeah, exactly. And they force turnovers. They make plays. Like, yeah, like they let the Ravens score a lot of points, um, but they really do make plays. Um, they have some really creative blitzes, and um, they just got a bunch of dogs. Like Melvin Ingram is out there um, playing like a man possessed um, this season. So um, it's going to be a fun matchup um, uh, in December when they face each other again. Um, but I think the Bills are gonna the Bills are gonna hand it to to the next game. For sure, for sure. Uh, moving on now to the other undefeated team in the NFL remaining, the Philadelphia Eagles, heading hitting to FedEx Field to take on the Washington Commanders. Um, I'm not gonna say much about the Commanders. I'll let sure talk about that in comedy talk. I'll say about this about the Eagles. Uh, yeah, they're disgusting. They're actually they're they're good every single aspect of football. They can run the ball. They can beat you. They can beat you so many different ways. Uh, they can beat you on the ground. I mean, Jalen Hurts is a dual threat option. Miles Sanders looked like he's kind of back. Um, they have that. They have that running trio back there with Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott, Jalen Hurts, and I think that will be pretty good come later in the season. And the receiving core. I mean, Devontae Smith finally had a big, big breakout game, 169 yards and touchdown. He had a couple nasty catches. Um, AJ Brown looked like A.J. Brown out there, um, solid. And then Dallas Goddard, one of the better tight ends in the league. So I think this uh, Eagles offense is top tier. And moving on to the defense, I mean, bro, this defense is disgusting. They're pass rush. D-line? I mean, they had nine sacks. What can I What can I really say about it? They had nine sacks on the day. Um, the D-line is disgusting. And then moving on to the secondary, it's just you got playmakers back there. Um, James Bradbury's back there. He's good. We all know he's been good. Um, you have Darius Slay, who's playing top five corner in the league this year. So I think this Eagles team from top to bottom, they are a Super Bowl roster. Um, and I think they're going to win this division without any trouble. Um, and then, yeah, it's just in terms of in terms of the game itself, uh, it was 24 nothing, and the Eagles at halftime, and they just didn't really care anymore. But, yeah, Shrey is comedy talk, man. So go ahead and take away what you what you saw. Ugh, just incompetency at every level. Um, coaching is just—it's just gotten worse and worse. Honestly, like I don't know, Ron is definitely on the hot seat because um, some of the decisions he's been making in terms of going for two and stuff um, haven't been vibing with me and the rest of the fan base. And obviously, his coordinator hirings—I um, think um, it's time to make some changes, bro. Uh, either. 
Um, Jack Del Rio goes or Scott Turner goes because this offense is not performing like it should, especially earlier in halves. Like, what are you doing? This team is literally getting pressure on every single play, and you're still running seven seven step drops. There's no quick passes. There was no adjustments on that end. Um, no helping Carson Wentz out. Given he also runs himself into sacks, um, he has pretty terrible pocket presence at times, and um, he holds the ball for too long and stuff. But you got to help your quarterback out. There are points where Trey Turner is just getting run over um, right at, right as soon as the play starts, and then Sam Cosby just getting run by by Brandon Guerin. It's just ridiculous. And then defensively, I mean, I thought we were going to get destroyed in the run game. We actually did really good against the run, but Kendall Fuller decides to just get mossed and – embarrassed by Devontae Smith uh, for an entire quarter, just gets absolutely manhandled by Devontae Smith. Um, and I thought he was our best corner. And then we have a guy named Wild Goose playing nickel corner. Like, it's so ridiculous. Like, who is he? The We had corner – like, our corners aren't good, really, besides Fuller in general. They, like, they have not been playing well. Corner depth was an issue going into camp, and we never addressed that. We got guys off the street um, at the end of, like, roster cuts, and we didn't even play them, obviously. And I didn't even know who this dude Wild Goose was, and he was starting at nickel because uh, William Jackson's out. And obviously, William Jackson has not panned out at all. So it's just it's just, it's just, just tough, man. I Like, I knew we were going to lose. I literally said, like, I was wearing black because they were going to lay, lay us to rest, and they really did especially in that second quarter. Got to give them credit. They look really, really good. Um, my fears about them, um, they are true. Um, like, I, they were just stacked. Like, they had a great front seven, great offensive line. It's really hard to lose when, you have, when you're winning the line scrimmage like that. It felt like Jalen's, Jalen Hurts had a lot of time to throw. He had a clean pocket throughout, and um, it was the exact opposite on our end. Like, we're so bad, bro. We're so bad. We can't do anything on offense. Can't do anything on defense. Deron Payne is literally the only bright spot on defense. So, why don't, about, let's, why don't you talk about FedEx Field and how y'all were getting booed off in your own home stadium? Bro. I didn't even hear the boos, honestly. All I heard was Eagles fans, dude. Eagle fans took over, man. I mean, the drive from Philadelphia to well, DC is like two and a half hours, so I'm not surprised you made the trip. But damn, bro, you're telling me not as like it's got to be the worst stadium in all of the NFL, man. No uh, cap. Well, yeah, moving on, moving on. We got to talk about the Chiefs and the Colts. The Colts taking their first victory of the season. Um, and I think the only headline coming out of this game was that the Eric Bieniemy and Holmes' little, little like conversation they had at the end of the half. Um, I think the Chiefs had the ball. They ran a little draw play with like 20 seconds left in the half. You have Patrick Mahomes back there, and he kind of just played a passive. And Mahomes said, nah, let me go back out there and try for a Hail Mary or try for something. I mean, this dude can literally get a field goal within – I mean, give him 10 seconds, he'll get a field goal. So, uh, yeah, that was a little confusing, but I don't know if that cost them the game. It could have had a factor, but I think he's off looked very subpar out there. And it's not like the it's not like the Colts defense was like – I mean, Jack Leonard's still out, um, and the Colts defense just allowed 24 points to the Jacksonville Jaguars last week. And Patrick Mahomes-led offense just couldn't really get anything going. Um, they neutralized Travis Kelsey, only had four catches for 58 yards and a touchdown. Juju got going, but I mean, other than that, I think this is a type of game where maybe you can look back on like, oh yeah, this is a game they need Tyree Kill. Tyree and I think this kind of showed that. Um, I, don't, I think the Chiefs offense would be just fine though. But on the ground though, bro, they just had nothing going for them, bro. Patrick Holmes was your leading rusher with 26 yards. That's not going to cut it. Clyde Edwards-Alaire had seven carries. Zero yards. Like, I just... I just we haven't really – I mean, the Chiefs' run game has not been really that spectacular for the first three games of the season, um, and we're kind of just – but I, I think people need to look at this Chiefs' offense and realize that the game may cost them down the line. Big playoff game, they need to control the ball because if you keep relying on Patrick, amazing plays, which he, he can do, but, like, eventually he's going to throw a pick or, or something's going to happen. He's going to get sacked and fumble the ball. Who knows, but I think the Chiefs – uh, they had, I mean, they came back. And I, I think the game changed when the Chiefs tried to do that little fake punt. Just, bro. Also, I got to 
Um, Harrison Buckner currently down in the Chiefs. I think they missed like what two field goals in this game, and I think they ran that stupid fake field goal that had no chance. Um, I think this Chiefs team will be just fine. They need Harrison Buckner back. Realize how much of a big, uh, big loss that is. Big. My dog going crazy, bro. Totally fine. Uh, Amy can't really hit. Uh, gotta give him a who had clutched up, and we were kind of roasting this man for the first two games, saying he was uh, he wasn't moving well, he wasn't mobile, all this. He's old, he's washed. Um, he played well enough. Two hundred twenty-two yards, two touchdowns. They finally, Frank Wright finally understood, man. Just run the ball. If you're going against a team like the Chiefs, keep it out of Mahomes' hand. And granted, Jonathan Taylor did not have the best game. He only averaged three point four yards carry on on twenty-one carries uh, for seventy-one yards. But I mean, it keeps the defense to the run, unlike last week. What I'm saying keeps the defense honest. But maybe they're like, oh, let's drop another, let's drop another, uh, let's drop a safety down, let's drop a linebacker down, and that'll give the receivers more opportunities. And uh, yeah, I, I think the Colts are going to win this division easily. The only challenges they have to face is Jacksonville, which is kind of crazy. But um, it is 2022, and the Colts are back in business, even though they started horrifically. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I think like you said. They really did, I feel like, miss Tyreek this game because outside of Juju, on the outside, who do you, like, truly trust? I don't think there's anyone you can truly, truly trust to be, like, a reliable target because we've seen MVS, he's had his ups and downs. Obviously, Hardman has had his ups and downs. Sky Moore is a rookie. Um, so you don't really have that guy you can really, really rely on on the outside to really stretch the field because Juju is more of a possession receiver. Obviously, Travis Kelsey, tight end, he's a possession receiver, or he's more of a possession guy um, working in between the numbers and stuff. And he's been getting a lot of double teams now with no Tyreek. And other teams are just like, yeah, like let your receivers beat us. We're not really scared of getting beat over the top because you don't have that element with uh, without Tyreek. And I feel like he, they've really missed them the last two games because their offense hasn't been that impressive. Obviously, they can't really run the ball. I swear they say Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to be – is coming in different every year, but I still see just mid. Like, he's honestly nothing to write home, home about. He's, he's all right. Like, he's a he's, – he's like, he was a first-round pick, okay, but, like – He's a utility guy, bro. He's a yeah, utility Yeah, like, he doesn't really, like – you don't really see anything like special out of him. Like he's a good running back. Um, and obviously seven carries for zero yards. That's not impressive at all. Um, and they sometimes really get away from the run. So it becomes very dependent on Patrick Mahomes. And when you don't have guys who can really get open and your main target is getting double teamed, it, kind of, it gets kind of hard um, on offense. Like you have to, it, like everything just gets harder and harder. Obviously, Mahomes is good enough to overcome some of that, but there comes a point where you just need a little – you just need a guy to make a play, and um, we don't know who that's going to be um, outside of Kelsey this year. Um, well, yeah, as for the Colts, um, I mean, they got away with one. That Chris Jones penalty uh, was – I don't know what he, what he said to Matt Ryan, but it must have been really bad for him to get that penalty after the sack that game. That would have pretty much sealed it. The Chiefs would have got the ball back. And, um, yeah, they just – like, that's mental errors right there. Um, we've seen that from the Chiefs in the past. Obviously, D4 jumping off sides. Um, so, um, they got to clean stuff like that up. I feel like that's something they've had issues with over the years. Just Sometimes they get kind of undisciplined, and um, it can kind of affect them in close games. Um but yeah, I mean, I'm not too worried. Uh, we'll see how they do um, against the Bucks. A much better defense. We'll see this week. Um, but the Colts, obviously, in the AFC South, they're still in the race. Um, there's no one that's going to be running away with it. It's a pretty, um, pretty bad division. Um, so it was, it was good to see that they got back on track and won, won, a, uh, won a, an upset against the Chiefs without um, their best player in Shaq Leonard. Mm. All right, moving on to the last game in the one o'clock window. I don't want to talk. I didn't want to talk about this game because I, I mean, it's the, it's the Texans and the Bears. But uh, I think this game, all I gotta talk about Justin Fields, bro. I think me and Trey both have stuff to say about Justin Fields. Um, yes, 
Let me just get out the good stuff for the Bears out the way. Um, people were telling me Justin Fields has no supporting cast, no offense. I could see that, and um, the team is just awful. He got carried. These first two games, the two wins that they had in the season, the one was the monsoon, and this game, he got carried by the defense and the running. No way around it. Any other team in this, any other quarterback in this, in this, uh, in this Bears offense, I think this game is going to be like 35 to 20, 35 17 type of thing. Justin Fields has regrets, let's be honest, from his rookie season. I know it's only been three games, but 23 completions, 23 completions in three games. Is it, it's like watching 1960s football, where like it, it's bad. And if you watch the picks that he's thrown, it's not even like, it's not the receiver's fault. We blame the supporting cast. He just threw a bad ball. Like, we can admit that. I, I know if you're an Ohio State fan or if you're a Justin Fields fan, you need to look into the – you got to watch the film. Just watch the throws he made. Those two picks – Not even under pressure on the picks. Yeah, it wasn't the offensive line's fault. He just threw two terrible balls and almost cost the team the game. Luckily uh, for the Bears, Davis Mills, I mean, he had a crucial pick – to um, Roquan, Roquan Smith, who I'm saying, Roquan Smith, bro, he was about to be off the roster. The Bears are so lucky they have him because this team could easily be 0-3. But they're pulling off some wins. They're 2-1 right now. Uh, they might be the worst 2-1 team of all time because this, <laughs> this team oh, is – It's the Giants. Oh, it's the Giants. I forgot. I don't even know who's worse right now. Um, but, yeah, if you're a Bears receiver, bro, like, I feel so bad for you, man. One thing, it's – the play calling, I mean, it's not – it's just like, yes, you're only getting 17 opportunities. You only uh, threw 17 times. But, I mean, can we really blame the offense? There's a reason he's not – getting... offensive coordinator for not throwing the ball. I don't think they need to throw the ball. Clear yeah, they've been, running, they've been running the hell out of the ball the last – like, the last two games. Like, they've been getting – really good production out of both of their running backs. Um, so I don't see a reason to go away from it. Yeah, 300 yards running nearly. And some Bears fans are saying you guys should throw the ball more, which, listen, do you really trust Justin Fields to throw the ball more? I, I don't I don't know at this point, bro. I, I'm, I'm starting to lose a little bit of hope in this guy. And a lot of people were, were telling me this guy's going to be, like, right up there with Trevor Lawrence. We'll see about that. We will see. But right now it's not looking too good, especially the way the quarterbacks are playing right now. Yeah, um, I don't even know why it was even a conversation. I know Kenny is a huge Fields fan, but I don't think it ever was a conversation between Lawrence and Fields. I think Lawrence is just – he was a generational pro, uh, prospect coming in. So there's no point in putting him on that level. He has to be compared to, like, Zach Wilson and Trey Lance and the rest of the QBs in that class because um, I think – Lawrence was just on another level of expectation and just um, cachet coming in. And I think he's really proved it over the, I mean, over the start of this season, he's looked really good. Um, but yeah, Fields, it just looks like he is rushed. Um, um, like he just doesn't look like he's taking his time, um, even when he does have time. And then he often locks into his targets and throws picks like that. And um, defenses are able to see where he's going with the ball. And that was something I did a scouting report for him, and that was his main issue coming out of college. He locks onto his targets, and he's still doing that in the NFL. Um, and his both of his picks were completely his fault. Um, and, I mean, he was 8 of 17 for 106 yards and two picks. That That's that's not going to cut it, um, especially in a, a, town, a sports town like Chicago. Like, eventually, it's, it's just not going to cut it for them. Um, I feel like they've been running the ball really, really well, and they've been trying to incorporate a more balanced offense for Fields, and that's to help Fields out. And um, I don't feel like he's taking advantage of it. Um, like, young quarterbacks are supposed to have a good running game and a good defense behind them. And I feel like his defense has played better than you'd expect, and um, the running game has been awesome. Um, so... Um, I think he's the one who's kind of holding them back, holding their offense back right now, and he needs he needs to step it up. Um, he needs to get in the film room, work on his mechanics, because um, it's not looked good so far at all. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's still a lot of time out there, but, man, I, I don't know, bro. I don't 
No at all. And I saw people on Twitter posting like Justin Fields stats compared to Josh Allen's stats. And they look similar, but Justin Fields, I mean, rests and Josh every single season he's played. So I don't think that's a fair comparison. And um, Josh Allen was supposed to be a, a major project coming, yeah. coming in. Like he, he came out of Wyoming. Like this dude's coming out of one of the better conferences in football. Um, was compared to like like he was supposed to be one of the best one. He was supposed to be the second best guy in this class, and he hasn't performed. Yeah, who knows, man? Maybe it's Chase Senior award for him, but we'll, I, we we I guess we'll never know. Um, but moving on to the four o'clock window, uh, I got to talk about my favorite quarterback in the league, Justin Herbert, taking on Trevor Lawrence in SoFi Stadium, and this game was from the start, man. It just looked like the Chargers were just not into. It. Looked like offensively, Justin Herbert didn't look 100%. I don't know why he played, and I don't know why they allowed the doctor who punctured Tyrod Taylor's lungs to give him a shot before the game. I mean, yeah, why was that dude still uh, still employed, bro? Um, Herbert definitely did not look 100%, looked more like 70%. A lot of balls were going in behind, a lot of balls were overthrown. Some of them were coming out early. I think he was just rushed, he was scared of getting hit. Um, and yeah, I mean, they lost response later for the whole season. A grim day for the Chargers. Um, they also lost Joey Bosa. I don't know how long he's going to be out for, but they did lose him as well. And uh, overall, I mean, the offense, they just – they were very flat besides a couple of huge throws by Justin Herbert. One in the second half, which I didn't even believe he threw that. That was insane. Um, yeah, the offense was pretty ass, but – I mean, you got to talk about this defense, bro. You bring in so many players, bro. Uh, you bring in so many players, bro. Like, you already have Joey Bosta. You bring in Cliff. Yeah, it's just looking at these names. It's just – you have Kyle Van. Derwin James is there, and you guys just get hooked. No pressure. This is supposed to be some of the best pass rushing in the league, and this is before Joey Bosta came into the game. Got zero sacks on the day. Zero forced turnovers, zero forced fumbles. They just couldn't get anything going defensively. It seemed like every single time the Jaguars got the ball, they were moving the ball down the field methodic methodically. Nothing, nothing was gonna stop them from scoring. And I mean, they were eight of fifteen on third down. Uh, the Chargers could not get off the field. Uh, they had twenty-five first downs compared to the Chargers' sixteen, and they just dominated time of possession. Um, you just, they just couldn't stop anybody. Trevor Lawrence had an amazing game, 262, three touchdowns on 28 of 39 passing. And the ground game for the Jaguars, I mean, they were just – it was like water leaking through. Uh, leaking through um, – I don't even know how – yes, water is leaking through. James Robinson was averaging six yards a carry. Travis Etienne played decently well. Um, this Chargers team, it, it, man, it's just looking rough, man. It's just – you can't bring all these names in and just be this bad. But who knows? Maybe the Jaguars are just good. But uh, yeah, that's my take I on it. Oh, I gotta say, Austin Eckler, I feel so sorry for anybody picking him up with fantasy, bro. I he is just not that guy, bro. I'm sorry to say it. He's just not that guy. Yeah, uh, a rough, rough week for your team, man. Um, it definitely looked like Herbert um, was a little. He was definitely affected by that rib injury. I'm not surprised. Um, and obviously, with no Corey Lindsley and then Rashawn Slater getting hurt. Um, the line wasn't uh, what it was expected to be coming into the season. And I think that Slater loss is going to hurt for sure. Um, he's one of the best young linemen in the league. And obviously your left tackle protecting the blind side, that's a huge, huge loss. Um, but yeah, I mean, they just didn't look good. They came out flat, um, got absolutely ran over defensively. James Robinson looking real good. Um, ETN looked good. Um, just Lawrence was just getting whatever he wanted. He looked like a veteran out there, um, makes some real, real good plays. Um, it looked like the Jaguars were getting whatever they wanted. Um, they had to settle for a lot of field goals, but in the end, I think the Chargers defense just got worn out um, from being on the field so long. Um, and the, the Jaguars just started con converting those opportunities into touchdowns. Um, but, yeah, I think the Keenan Allen um, component, not having him, really hurts their offense. Hopefully he's back soon because I think we've seen in these few weeks 
that Mike Williams cannot get separation. Um, he nope. is a jump ball receiver. He's a tough catch. Like he, he's a contested catch receiver, but he's not going to get open. He's not going to, you're not going to be able to get easy, cheap yards from him. Um, it's going to be a lot of just, you know, you're going to have to throw it up and hope he scores or hope he jumps over someone. Cause, uh, He's not been been able to get away from double teams, not been able to separate in man coverage. And then obviously um, the other weapons, there's nobody who stretches the field. Um, they had Guyton who tore his ACL. So I think it was a really, really poor week in, uh, in Chargerland because um, uh, they just lost a lot of players. Um, and it's looking like they're um, just chargering on us. Uh, because it doesn't look good so far. And Brandon still needs to take some accountability because this defense is supposed to be improved. Um, I don't care if Boso is out. I don't care if J.C. Jackson is out. Um, they brought in a lot of reinforcements. And um, this run defense should be much, much better. And um, they should be getting to a quarterback a lot more. I heard Brandon Staley was some defensive genius, and I haven't seen any of it lately. Or I haven't any, seen any of it since he's been hired. No cap. Same exact way. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All right. Moving on into the Sunday night. We got it, bro. This was, I mean, one of the worst, one of the worst games I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Just, the star, you know, it was bad when the high, when the highlight game were the punts. Yeah, um, honestly. They, they, I mean, I don't even know what to say. Um, shout out to Mitch Wisnowski. And shout out to uh Brand oh not Brandon Mays. Waitman. Carlos is Waitman. They had some monster punts that game. And this game, I mean, coming into it, I expect I didn't expect a high scoring game. I expected both teams to be at least above 20 points. I thought Russell Wilson and his Denver Broncos offense would get going, start getting clicking. Uh I thought Jimmy G and this 49ers D 49ers get something going. Um they had that first drive, and after that, I mean, or they had the second drive. And other than that, we just – it was just – it was bad. Hard to watch. Um, I had Russell Wilson in fantasy, and this man couldn't even crack 10 points. He looked pretty bad. He still isn't the same Russell Wilson we've seen. I saw flashes of it on that last drive. We saw – that's what Russell Wilson can do. That's why you bring him bring him in, and it's time to amass the contract. Dude, it was bad. It was bad. Um, the first three and a half quarters of the game, Russell Wilson just looked awful. Uh, Jerry Judy out there, I don't know if he's the guy, but he had a – it was a tip pass, but I feel like he could have caught that. That would have been a home run ball. They could have won the game. Um, Cortland Sutton looks like the real deal, though. I think he's going to be the number one receiver for this team going forward. Um, and then, I mean, that's the Broncos defense, though. They they balled out. Both defenses balled out. Um if you're a fan of either one of these teams, you can hang your head up high. At least you know that both these defenses can strap. There were uh, some big hits in that game. Yeah, there were. It was defenses were flying around. The gritty game. It was just so boring, bro. Like third down efficiency for the Broncos was six of nineteen. The 49ers were one of ten. It, it, there's so many punts in this game, and I feel like both coaches kind of knew that. They're like, Listen, I'm just gonna hit, but depend on my defense to get this stop because there are so many times when. Any other coach would have went for it on fourth and two, fourth and three at the 40-yard line of the opposing team. They're just like, no, nah, I'm just going to punt it. I'm just going to punt it. It was a good call. But, um, yeah, I mean, the Broncos, they just – I know they're two and one, and they've won these two, past two games, but are any of these wins convincing, bro? They haven't cracked 20 points this season. Um, Russell Wilson to take you to the Super Bowl, and I can't see it right now. Um, but, yeah, I, just, it was bad. All around, and Jimmy G, man, I, listen, he's supposed to be there to not make mistakes, and when you games, the safety he had, terrible. That was one of the first safeties I've seen since, um, uh, what's his name? Lewis ran on the stripe of the end zone, but uh, Jimmy G stepped all the way back. I mean, you got to know. You, I, you're a veteran in this league. You got to know where the end zone is, and he yeah. kind of got lucky because he decided to throw it. And, and it was throws a pick sticks. So he got bailed out there. And then the last pick he had, I mean. That was horrible. That was horrible. You just need to get a field goal. You don't need to force it. Forcing it to – forcing it to um, it was a very surprising game. I've seen Jimmy G been in that situation. And usually, like, last year or two years ago, he would be able to win that game. But, unfortunately, it didn't work out. I think the 49ers is fine, though. It's just 
that was just a rough game for them. Uh, rough game for all fans to watch. But yeah. Yeah, that was a very, very ugly game. Um, like both offenses, besides after the Niners' first drive, both offenses made made me want to puke. Um, it felt like they would get to midfield and then they would just shut off. Um, it was really, really hard to watch. Um, the Broncos' offense, like Nathaniel Hackett, bro. This dude hired Russell wasn't doing dump off, bro. I, was just I know. Like, you're supposed to be, like, a really good play caller. I don't know what happened, what is going on. He hired a guy to help him with game management decisions, and this dude was 0 of 2 on challenges and went and, and kicked or and punted it away on fourth and inches to pretty much ice the game. Like, this dude is something else. Um, the offense, like, he's supposed to be an offensive mind. They haven't cracked 20. Their offenses just look ugly. The play calling, there's no creativity. And I don't know what he has against Javante Williams. Like, why is Mike Boone in the game? Um, just I just don't get it. Javante Williams is so good. He should be – if Melvin Gordon is not on the field, he should be on the field. There should be no other running back, if healthy, on the field besides Javante. Um, just – it just baffles me, honestly. Um, Russ was high – like, he was high-balling passes. He was low-balling passes. I don't know what was going on. But he did make some plays in the fourth quarter. He started making some Russell Wilson-type plays, um, escaping the pocket, um, scrambling, and he had that nice little two-handed push pass um, that led to a huge game. So he did start making plays. Um, we're going to have to see a lot more of that, though, and just more efficient offense for the, us to trust this team because this team definitely does have the talent, especially on defense. They didn't have um, Justin Simmons, arguably one of their best players, and um, – Still looked pretty dominant. I mean, Randy Gregory um, made some really nice plays. Obviously, Bradley Chubb's there. Um, they have Sertan. They have a good secondary. So uh, I think the offense just really needs to figure this out, and they can be a really, really good team. Um, but at, at the end, like, do we trust Nathaniel Hackett? We'll, I, guess, we'll, I guess we'll find out throughout the rest of the season. Um, but, yeah, as for Jimmy G, uh, yeah, that, that one was pretty ugly. Um, other than that touchdown drive, um, he was missing some throws. He missed Ayuk on like a third and 18. That could have been a huge play for them. Could have got them Google range. Um, but he missed there. It felt like he had some other misses here and there. Um, and obviously no excuse for that um, safety. Uh, he just backed, <laughs> backed up uh, over the, the goal line. Um, that. I don't know, man. You gotta like you've been in this league too long to be making that mistake. And um, obviously, throwing it into triple coverage when you just need a field goal, you're pretty you're in Denver territory. You don't need to force it there. And um, he did. So just not a good game from Jimmy G. I think he'll bounce back, but losing Trent, I think, is gonna hurt. Um, he's their best offensive lineman. I think their offensive line is pretty skeptical outside of him. So uh, they're gonna have to find a way to replace him. Um, the, I, George Kittle was blocking for a lot of the game. Um, they had to use a lot of chips and stuff, but that really takes away from the threat of him just as a pass catcher at run after the catch. So they're going to have to find ways to get him the ball um, and just be more consistent offensively because uh, it looked pretty ugly in the second half for them too. Yeah, I feel like I'm sensing a little bit of a rift between Shanahan and um, Garoppolo. It's like, I I, it's, I mean, the relationship is pretty toxic in the first place. I mean, you basically have a guy who's playing quarterback, who the coach didn't want in the first place, and the whole offseason it was, should we trade him? Should we trade him like, as a backup? And now Jimmy G's in the situation. I feel like Kyle Shanahan doesn't want him, and it's just – it's a weird situation to be in. Um, I think the 49ers will figure it out, and I think it will be just fine. A rough game. Um, oh, yeah, moving on to the last game, we got to talk about the Dallas Cowboys heading into New York to take on the New York Giants. Oh, man. Uh, so earlier in the week, we had Jerry Jones talking about, oh, yeah, um, I would welcome a quarterback controversy if Cooper Rush keeps winning. First of all, Jerry, dude, that's you're just so – your ego is just, I mean, dude, it's its its too much sometimes. It is just way too much. Um, 
I just don't I I understand Cooper Rush has been winning games. He's three and as a starter. He played pretty well against the Giants. But if you're a Cowboys fan, which I used to be, you cannot let Cooper Rush play these games and just keep going and dude, like you paid Dak Prescott forty million dollars, bro. And you're not gonna there's no way you're gonna let him sit on the bench, bro. There's just no chance that happens. Uh Jerry Jones has the power to do that though. So I, I just I mean I don't know what Jerry Jones is talking about. I think the entire team is kind of just laughing it off. Like earlier in the week was like, oh, yeah, it's just for attention. It's just for attention. Um, this team is not winning because of Cooper Rush, though. I, I, I want all Cowboy fans to know that they're winning through their run game. They're winning, they're winning through their defense, who's been balling out for Dan Quinn. Cooper Rush is just not making mistakes, which that's what you want in a backup. Get to your playmakers. Get to your playmakers and just allow them to do the work. Um. But the Cowboys, I, I mean, you, they beat the they beat the Giants and they beat the Bengals, who the Bengals were kind of on a slump. Uh, I think they're gonna start figuring it out. But all Cowboy fans out there, let's just calm down. All right, I think Cooper Rush can come back right back to life in a couple of weeks when they play the Rams. Maybe he'll look good against Commanders. But I think you'll see the true Cooper Rush and why he's a backup when he plays the Rams um, in two weeks. I just I'm also worried that Dak is trying to rush back because he said he could be ready by this week. I'm like, there's no chance, bro. Just do not let Dak play. I don't understand. He's literally gonna be pulling a Russell Wilson and just play awful. And you know, we don't really want that from Dak. But I will say this: um, Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy, their play calling has gone a lot like this is what the Cowboys need to play like every single weekend and week out. Like, I understand Dak Prescott is better than Cooper Rush. But there's no excuse for them calling like just stupid plays just because Dak Prescott's there. He's not gonna be able to 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 make some of those throws. Sometimes it's better for Dak. I mean, I think Dak is best when he's just dumping it off, short passes, five six yards. Playmakers do what they can do. Hand the ball off to uh, Tony Pollard. Hand the ball off to Zeke. And then when you get down to the red zone, uh, find CD or find Noah Brown. It doesn't matter. But um, that's what I think the Cowboys need to stick to when Dak comes back. And then in terms of the defense, bro, listen, man, this defense is the real deal. Um, I wish this Cowboys defense was there when Tony Romo was there or when Dak was uh, in 2018 when he was looking good or or in 20 or last year. Well, I mean, the defense was good last year, but this defense this year is playing on another level. Trayvon Diggs is he's still taking the risk, but he's also playing pretty good coverage. Uh, he could have like two or three picks. Demarcus Lawrence balled out yesterday. Michael Parsons had the flu. Demarcus Lawrence filled in three sacks on the day. Uh, Donovan Wilson played great. He had a sack. Um, but, yeah, and then also on the O-line, Tyler Smith. Like, people were saying it was a reach. I think it was Mel Kuyper. Mel Kuyper, who's pretty stupid in my opinion. Um, Tyler Smith is not a reach, bro. He's a solid – the Cowboys do not whiff on offensive linemen. I, you can go back. When was the last bad offensive lineman the Cowboys drafted? Connor Williams? In the first round. Oh, okay, yeah. They don't draft they, – they drafted Travis Frederick. They drafted Zach Martin. They drafted Tyron Smith. And they drafted Tyler Smith. And I think Tyler Smith would be just fine. Um, Jason Peters out there is playing left guard. Never played left guard in his entire career. He's like 42. He looked good. He was good, and he's 42 years old. Um, so, yeah, I think the Cowboys are just – just run the ball, bro. That's all you need to do. Um, Tony Pollard has can break out huge runs. Zeke is Zeke. Uh, he can get that one yard that you need. And, uh, yeah, I just, it was an interesting game. And in terms of the Giants, I think this game, I mean, this is this is where you see Danny jo- Danny Dimes, and this is why he's just not that guy. Um, he was just – he was another Daniel Jones performance. Couldn't crack 200 yards. He was doing pretty well on the ground, though, I can't lie. Um, but, yeah, it's just interesting game. Um, I got to say, Kenny Gall might, might be one of the worst signings in the history. Yeah, that's true. No yeah. touchdowns. Uh, has caught what? Yeah, he's pulled, uh, he's caught two passes this season. Two passes in three in two games, but it's it's bad. So yeah, uh, Kenny Galladay talking about I need to play every game. I need, I need to always play, bro. Just shut up, man. And then he dropped a huge pass that um, they really needed, like just absolutely ridiculous. Um, just he's been underwhelming, um, and you're really the you're really complaining when you're you're the reason why. Like you're dropping balls. You're not putting in effort from what I've seen. Um, you're not putting in the requisite effort to be out there. Um, so, uh, yeah, that is just that signing has been an absolute disaster. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think 
I don't. I'm not saying Cooper Rush is better than Dak, but the way the Cowboys play, the way they call the game with Cooper Rush in, is much better for what this Cowboys team is um, than what they do with Dak. Because I feel like when Dak's there, they're like, oh yeah, like I feel like Jerry has wants to prove like, oh yeah, like he is one of those upper echelon. I paid him, so I want to show that he's one of those upper echelon guys when he's not. And they often get away from the run game. They try to do a lot with Dak. And he's just not someone who can carry your team when you don't have the weapons like you had last year with Gallup Healthy and Cedric Wilson and Amari Cooper. Um, You need to lean on the run game, lean on a line that isn't as good as before, but they're still, like, decent. Like, if since Tyler Smith's playing well, and obviously you still have Zach Martin, and Terrence Steele has improved, I guess. Um, and Biotish, he's no Travis Frederick, but he's okay. Um, so they're serviceable and they, they, they look pretty good in, uh, uh, like their running game has looked good, like in terms of the yards per carry, like even against the Bucks, like I think Zeke averaged five yards a carry. Um, so I think they need to lean on the run, incorporate a lot of Tony Pollard as well, who is, he just makes plays. Uh, he, he looked really good yesterday. Um, Noah Brown has looked good so far. Um, so they just need – I think a simple game plan is fine for them because of the way their defense is able to uh, really um, put pressure on the quarterback. They have the most sacks in the league. Um, Parsons didn't have the best game, but um, he allowed uh, D-Law to go crazy three sacks. I mean, Evan Neal had a nightmare of a game yesterday. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, like I honestly thought – like they played, they responded to that huge touchdown by Saquon, who's also looked awesome. I feel like he's back to what he was pre-injury. Um, they responded. Like I was surprised. Like like they came down and just immediately responded, and um, they just played well the rest of the game. After they they went down thirteen six, I feel like the defense stepped up. Um, Cooper Rush does not put the ball in harm's way, makes good decisions. I felt like he played a really good game yesterday, and. Uh, like I, I'm not a fan of the Cowboys, but like there's, I can't really say much. Like they played a really good, like they played a good game given the circumstances. Gotta give them credit. I will say this: all Cowboy fans out there, don't be surprised when y'all lose to the Commies next week. I'm just saying. Um, okay. You can. Michael Parsons literally about to eat our offense. Two and O teams of all time, bro. So. Just, just let's 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 calm down, all right, Cowboy Nation. Let's just calm down, bro. Calm down, all right. Y'all didn't y'all didn't be nobody crazy, all right. Let's calm down. And again, you, Cooper Rush will come back down to earth. I mean, he's he's literally coming back down to earth. They just it's all in the play calling. Yeah, I feel like the play calling has been really, really good. And he doesn't he doesn't like make mistakes. He doesn't throw the ball um, in like double or triple coverage. Like he makes good decisions, so that helps too when you're a backup. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, but yeah, that's gonna wrap up our show for this week. NBA Media Day just kicked off. Quick point: Zion looks healthy. He looked good. Oh, oh, he looks. Yeah, he looked good. He looks like he's uh, he's he's gonna prove some doubters wrong or some people who were skeptical about his commitment to the Pelicans wrong. Poor Alonzo, though. Alonzo, I don't know what I have no. Idea. Right now, his knees, he's still feeling pain in his leg, even though I just don't know. That's got to be some sort of botch surgery or something because uh, I've never heard of meniscus tear going this bad. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I had a meniscus tear. I was fine in six weeks. But Lonzo, yeah, he's feeling pain walking up the stairs. I don't know. I hope he gets soon. He gets healthy soon. Maybe this will. Maybe he's just doing this so his trade value goes down, so that the uh, Charlotte Hornets can pick him up. All the ball players play together. Oh man, that'd be so funny, bro. I don't know. Maybe he should have just let it heal on its own, like you did. Because yeah. I think they were trying to get him back before the playoffs. Because they were like at that time they were like they were like a third or fourth seed, and I guess I don't know the surgery didn't go well, and he hasn't ran or played basketball since so that is just that is very just concerning sad, sad development there very very concerning and then also uh you have Kawhi Leonard out there trying to get that fun guy uh fun guy character back bro this man Kawhi is funny I think yeah. Clippers are gonna be in for oh, a great wow. season bro. Really funny, bro they're about mm-hmm. to be nice Dude, the Clippers are looking scary Kawhi looking big as anything bro have you seen those pictures oh, of Kawhi, oh my god his quads bro 
He's gonna be hilarious. Uh, clip. I'm rooting for Clippers this year, but uh, yeah, NBA. I think NBA kicks off at the end of next month. I'm not mistaken. Uh, earlier than that, like the 18th or something. Oh, earlier. So it's coming back in a couple weeks. Um, but yeah, NF- NBA season about to kick off soon, and then uh, we're gonna get we're gonna be in for a ride. So uh, yeah, stay tuned. Thank you all for tuning in for this podcast, and we will see y'all on the next episode. Peace. Thank you guys. Peace. What is going on, y'all? It's City Boy Rock back with another episode. This week, we're going to be covering week four of the NFL season, in which we had a London game. We had Tua going down with a really scary injury. We're going to get into that and what that means for the NFL. Um, obviously, we're going to cover um, the Commanders versus the Cowboys, Mahomes versus Brady, in which the Chiefs prevailed. Um, also, get into um, that Monday night matchup between the Los Angeles Rams and the San Francisco 49ers. Kyle Shanahan continues to show that he is Sean McVay's daddy. Um, seven straight wins in the regular season against the Rams for Kyle Shanahan. Um, it was an amazing week. This season just keeps getting better and better. Here we go.